Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Got a case of the Mondays, Connor. Oh, I, I hate when that strikes you down. I know, and it's always when we have to record as well, because we somehow <laughs> picked Monday as the day. <laughs> Some said we should have picked Saturday. That seems like a happy day, but no, we oh. said pick the saddest day of the week. Film Fridays would have been just as good. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! You're goddamn right. <laughs> Euro Zero, fuck that show. It's not going to be dog shit. Movie Mon- <laughs> or Film Fridays has to be great. <laughs> Um, so this is Movie Monday, Sean, and we I normally sc- use the weekend, maybe a bit of the Monday, scouring the news, trying to pick up some odd stories here and there for what we describe as the cinema business. I know you always call it that. I and do, to your face. <laughs> it's weird. I say hello, how's the butter? You say cinema business. Cinema business. And then- <laughs> And so, um, it's our safe word for some reason. (laughs) um, No, I just think this week, it's a bit of a serious one at the end, but we're going to start off with the usual light and fluffy news that we're all accustomed to. Okay, Uh, well look, you have to have serious news stories every now and again, but we'll build up to it, make sure we're all ready to discuss such things. And and I will say at the start that um, you have just finished work, about, yeah. I would say, 25 minutes ago. And so now we are recording this show, and I'm very excited to see what happens. <laughs> Look, uh, historically, it's gone swimmingly. So let's continue <laughs> that trend. <laughs> historically, some of the worst shows ever put out. <laughs> um, okay, we are starting Movie Mondays this week with some Star Wars news, Sean. I Thank thought, God. I thought this might pick you up, because there was many a month for a long time there, where we had Star Wars news basically every single week, like back to back. And then they've gone quiet for about two months now, and only now we have a slight bit of news, and that is Mr. Ron Howard has come out and said that Solo 2 is still a possibility Interesting. Disney. Interesting, very interesting. Mm. Now, would it have the same, oh, how to say it, quality 
a solo one. Who knows? Now, I see solo it does get a bad rep. I mean, and that movie did have a lot of problems behind the scenes with like mm. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They got brought in, then they got fired. This was during a whole scenario where directors were just getting hired and fired seemingly every single week. Um, and they were one of the people that was gotten rid of. Rod Howard was brought in for Solo. Solo did get a lot of bad press, but we have always said, and stuck by it, that it's grand. And it I is. think a movie doesn't have to be bad or good. A lot of people are like, if it's not great, it's shit. A movie can just be grand. A movie you watch for 90 minutes and go, my life isn't worse for seeing that, but it's not changed in any way. No, it is a perfectly serviceable story in the Star Wars universe. And to and that's as a result of, like, the solo that we got is largely the solo that they managed to salvage from the mess of a production that it was. So I would be interested to see a story in that time frame with that set of characters that's planned. Because uh, <laughs> originally there was a trilogy. There was a solo trilogy planned and everyone was very confused because what mm. do you call one, two and three in a solo trilogy? Huh? Actually, but, that's true. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> two low and then solo three. Solo three. <laughs> solo three, yeah. That's good. Well, oh, surely it would be solo, duo and trio. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, but it's just Han Solo on the, on the poster of the second one. It's just two Han Solos pointing lasers at each other. Oh, that would be good. That would be oh. good. Now, three all the Nidenreichs. I'm seeing double. Three, four crusties. <laughs> There's one and a half all the Nidenreichs usually. <laughs> yeah, now, usually. The, the, it's interesting because they actually set up, um, well, not set up, but they left some threads hanging at the end of Solo. Where, yeah. uh, spoilers for anyone that doesn't want to know, but uh, Darth Maul makes his cinematic return to the mm. Star Wars universe in that movie. Somehow. He, he has the he has the classic Star Wars trope of the bad guy falls t- down a massive tube, and then inevitably there's no way he survives, and then somehow he survives. It's, it's, it's actually strange how often that comes up, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, they've done nine movies, and at least two of times it's happened. <laughs> uh, the thing is, though, is that um, I'm actually kind of interested to see where they go with that. <clears throat> Like because of the world, because of the world exactly. And now there's like a. It it sounds weird. It's there's a villain now. You have a face on it that we have a relationship with as audience, as an audience, because we've seen Darth Maul and a whole bunch of other things, and we know he's Mm. a bad dude. Whereas when Paul Bettany was the bad guy, it was very much just a oh here here's a bad guy, he's the villain. He was very by the numbers. Like I don't think he in that movie it was not about him at all. It was it was it was obviously Amelia Clark and Alden Eidenreich's story and they were meant to be driving it and Donald Glover as well. But like uh and uh, Woody Harrelson. What a great cast actually. Now that oh, I think about cast. <laughs> great cast. Um but and I think Alden Eidenreich was the one that they were worried about. And I don't think he was terrible, but I think it's impossible to capture eighties Harrison Ford charisma. He was kind of in a very much a lose lose situation. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna please no one, um, whatever performance you give. Uh, but I think he did like a grand job of it, honestly. And look, it's not the best Star Wars movie. It's also conveniently not the worst. Mm, that is true. But and I will say, Rod Howard has not said that they are definitely doing it. He, In his own words, he says that it's not a spoiler and there's no major rumblings at the minute, but I think there is interest in those characters. I think there's interest in the gangster world somewhere down the line. So he's very much setting up the idea. Now, this could just be Rod Howard looking for work. We don't know, but well, it, it could also. It could, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just he's bu- he's not busy at the minute. But it could also be maybe there is talk behind the scenes at Disney that said we had an original trilogy, and we got rid of the idea. But now we have no movies coming out, and number nine was not met well. So maybe we can try and make Solo a little bit better. There maybe was also we refocus. Talk- there was talk also of a few years ago, a few, a few weeks ago, I should say, that they were going to be doing a solo, a sequel to Rogue One, which 
made even less sense. Like, Solo, I can understand. Rogue One ends with everybody dying. <laughs> Spoilers. So I don't know how you do a sequel to bodies. Or I could only assume dust. It, like, is it even dust at that point? Is it not just <laughs> space? Like, atoms? Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> even exist. See, I like the thing is, is it's so hit and miss because you can have... You know, a, a movie like Solo. But then you can have a TV series like The Mandalorian. Which mm. is phenomenal uh, Star Wars storytelling. So I think if they could refocus, not, you know, just move the production team over to Solo. But get the same kind of production ethos behind this next Solo project, whatever it is. There and- was also talk of, sorry to cut you off, but there was also talk of a Lando Calrissian Disney Plus series. Like, I know what you're saying with The Mandalorian, but I think they were actually going to go for a Lando Calrissian series, but I don't know if there's any bit any um, pro- progress in that. Would it be, uh, like, Billy D or Donald Glover? <laughs> Did I, sorry, very quickly, I'm going to say that sentence again. A yeah. young Lando Calrissian Disney Plus series. You didn't say young. You didn't say young. <laughs> sorry, I do apologise. I thought I said a young Lando Calrissian series. No. Also, even then, why would I have asked why, why would they follow Billy D? <laughs> because at the end of uh, the Last Jedi, he meets the lady who might be his daughter, and he's like, "Let's go fucking traveling." Oh, okay. I, okay, I can see that logic. See, Otherwise, it's just po- it's, poor, it's poor Billy D just like going on adventures, <laughs> just getting a stair lift up the Millennium Falcon. And, and they're looking at, and they're looking at, like you're going to be two faced after a few series. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> then they replace him. Oh, he just he he, he just insists on playing Two Face now in every role. <laughs> I just want to be Harry Dent, guys. Guys, what if Lando was had acid thrown in his face? Just putting it out guys, there, guys. What if he's not cool? What if he's a bit fucking evil? What about crazy Lando? <laughs> but only half of him is. <laughs> yeah, like half of him's cool, half of him's on edge, half of him's just real crazy. But he's all Billy D. <laughs> <laughs> he's all. He's like in front of the board and they're just staring at him. It's like, Billy, you're like 95. <laughs> Chill. Take a breath, dude. You don't need to pitch to us, Billy. We know who you are. <laughs> we called you in here. <laughs> He's going in there like a young intern. Guys, I've got some ideas. I hope you like them. Oh, man. Look, I'm, I'd like to see more Star Wars movies. I hope, look, no, they would never be deterred from making them because they always make money. But I would like to be excited about a Star Wars project again. Like I am excited about watching The Mandalorian every Friday. Yeah, The Mandalorian, I think... It, like, The Mandalorian is like an ace card that they have. Like, Because I, I think a lot of fans who love Star Wars, yourself included... Like, number eight, nine, very much dampen the spirits... But Mandalorian is so good that you kind of be like, yeah, but Star Wars is good? And you kind of get back up again. Yeah, and like everything, I've said this before, most things outside of the Star Wars movies are fantastic. Yeah, like animated shows and everything. The animated shows, the old comics, a lot of them were unreal. But Mm. it's just like, specifically, the most recent two movies... <laughs> I've just been uh, yeah, a bit so, sour. So yeah, I can see Solo as the one more than Rogue One. I can see Solo as the as the series they go ahead with if they wanted to do a trilogy or even a, just a sequel. Um, and I think there is a world there that they could explore, but I don't know if the fanfare for movies is there just yet. Maybe just let Mandalorian get get up a bit more fanfare, just a little bit more. Yeah, and then you announce like here's yeah. the new movie. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. This is actually involving Disney Plus as well. Ooh. But this could be a potential spoiler for One Division, if you'd like to know. Uh, no, let's skip this story. <laughs> it's nothing to do with who the villain is. It's nothing to do with anything like that. It is actually a minor spoiler. That is why I'm bringing it up. And that is One Division leak hints at the return of, and this is one of my favourite headlines, a fan favourite MCU <laughs> character. No, 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 no. A fan favourite Marvel Comics character. <laughs> it's a fan favourite MCU character, Sean. Almost immediately you picked up 
what I'm hinting at here. Sean, who do you think this is about? Oh, it's Edward Norton's The Hulk, surely. <laughs> they got Ed back. They got Ed come back. back. <laughs> no, it's Quicksilver Aaron Taylor Johnson, isn't it? That is exactly who it is, yes. So, according to Emerald City Comic Con 2021 listing, there is a two-pack Funko Pop set for one division on the way, which includes Vision and Quicksilver together. Why why is it always Funko Pops that leaks all the information? Because I feel like there's like a a crossing of wires where Funko Pop want to make money. But at the same time, Marvel are like, okay, we want you to do these pops, but don't tell people what you're doing until the show comes out. Please. <laughs> we beg you. Like, didn't <laughs> they have Professor Hulk Funko Pops before Endgame oh, they, came out? They, they did, yeah. The only time I can think of that they actually were smart about it, and this is, this is going back way back, but 2005, Batman Begins, Rachel yeah. Ghoul was actually not Liam Neeson in the tie form. They oh, had, that's great. Yeah, they had the other Rachel Ghoul as a tie. And so they and so then when people bought that they were like, Oh, this is this must be Rachel Ghoul because it told me in the movie as well. So in the first hour of that movie it makes perfect sense. That's actually class. I really like when they do things like like intentionally mislead everyone. Yeah, um, and I do, and like the MCU is known for misleading people in trailers, so I don't know why they don't just get a deal with Funko Pop to be like lie to them, <laughs> fucking lie. Yeah, just make a whole bunch of fake Funko Pops and people will buy them anyway. <laughs> people love that shit. They're all oh, these nerds. They'll give you all their money. <laughs> fucking nerds. Did I ever tell so, you? Um, Endgame nearly got spoiled on me. Uh, did it? Yeah, because I was working in like a toy shop at the time. Mm. And I was unboxing a load of Lego sets. And oh, no. the new Endgame Lego sets came in. And I literally, I opened it up. I saw the label that said Avengers Endgame. And the name of the set was like um, Thanos Avengers Compound Battle. Oh, Lord. Which is literally the end of the film. And I was yeah. just like, can someone else put these on the shelf, please? <laughs> and it was just a Lego of Tony Stark turning to dust. <laughs> I, but like it had oh, like no. it had like uh, Fat Thor and everyone like that, like and it had Cap with the like I'd say with the hammer. It it did actually, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's little things like that that can spoil a show. Now, I think it was a fairly safe assumption that Quicksilver would come back in, you know, the show where Scarlet Witch is grieving about everyone she's lost. Well, he's a fan favourite. I can only assume. He made such an impression in Age of Ultron. (laughs) Do you know, I read this headline and I went, who could they be talking about? (laughs) It's not Quicksilver. (laughs) That headline is entirely designed to make people think Tony Stark is coming back. (laughs) Yeah, she's bringing Tony back. Wait, no, it's Quicksilver. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You didn't see that coming. (laughs) See, I'm, I'm not mad at this. Like, it does more to flesh out not just uh, Scarlet Witch's character, but we might get to learn a bit more about Quicksilver uh, in this in this MCU. I don't know if he'll be back forever. Mm. I think he. I think he can probably only exist in whatever world she's in. Can I throw you a weird thing they might do? Hit me with it. What if they let Evan Peters Quicksilver be the Quicksilver? Oh my god. What that if that be, happens? I would quite like that. Mm. Just as a, hey, we have him, we're going to use him. But it makes no sense, just in terms of, like, if you look at Age of Ultron, why is she randomly talking to this different man who's her brother, apparently? Yeah, it wouldn't have the same emotional weight. And those are two <laughs> very different Quicksilvers as well. Oh yeah, one is good. <laughs> yeah, like, the, yeah, the Evan Peters one um, is, like, it's effortless. All the speed is just natural to him. Mm. But Quicksilver is just a man who can run quite fast, but then gets out of breath for a bit after. Yeah, and then and then he says some weird lines in a weird accent. Yeah, and he gets shot by like forty bullets. He does. Yeah, he walks that. He doesn't walk that one off. He really. He should have dodged him. He sh- he should have. Do- he should have <laughs> run around him. He can run faster than bullets. <laughs> 
<laughs> Joss, you should have got us in on the script writing process. I mean, I just think it's full of plot holes. Look, like Quicksilver is full of holes, your story's full of holes. Like, why would you kill off Quick? Uh, th- this is a bigger issue. Why would you kill off Quicksilver <laughs> immediately? <laughs> because it was obvi- it was hinted immediately that they were going to kill Hawkeye, and everyone was kind of wanting it to happen. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, kill Jeremy Renner," <laughs> and then they were like, "No, nah, he's alive." Like, aside from a little bit in Endgame, what has Jeremy? What like what did Hawkeye bring to the rest of those movies? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey. He had that one bit in Endgame, I just said. I think that's the best bit of the movie, though. So, factor that in. Where he, like, is killing people in Japan. No, no, not, not that bit. The bit at the very start when his family disappear. Oh, he, he gets the haircut, just for that yeah. scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of the scene on Vormir, actually. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> no, I want to die. <laughs> 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 no um, and then she should have been like you should have died in Age of Ultron dickhead I liked Quicksilver he was seemed nice he seemed lovely um, yeah but this is like I don't know I don't know if this is up in the news later or anything like that but have you seen uh, the cast list for Doctor Strange 2 this week yeah it's absolutely insane that's not in my list here but it is it is quite stacked yeah like it's it's actors who played characters in other movies from different companies that they're just hauling on in into Doctor Strange and, too, apparently. And Doctor Strange could, is probably going to be in one division. Yeah, we heard um, when they announced it that the Multiverse of Madness and one division would directly tie into each other. So Evan Peters, Quicksilver instead. But I think that would make a lot more sense if Wanda wasn't there. It's because she's there and her and Aaron Taylor-Johnson have been in the same movie together. I don't know if it works. Unless he does the thing of, like, your brother's dead, but there's a Quicksilver in a different universe that I could bring here. Maybe, but I... uh, Look, this is going to be fascinating. Like, the next five years of how they introduce all these characters and concepts is going to be ridiculous. It's either going to work or it's going to be terrible. It's either going to work or you just have to get on board with it. And it's done. Mm. It's done once it's done. (laughs) So yeah, Quicksilver could be appearing in one division. Actually, he will be appearing as far as we know. He's on a Funko Pop. That's as as good as any. That's basically showing us the script. That might as well be the Bible. (laughs) So yeah, and I I don't know if Aaron Taylor Johnson would want to do it. I don't know. Like, I imagine they'd give him a shit ton of money. Um, yeah, they would. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what his opinion is on, you know, how he was received in those movies. Mm, yeah. Well, he's a fan favorite. Sorry, fan favorite, but yeah. mo- so- <laughs> most popular Marvel character. People have said. I think it's Sir Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think that was why he got a knighthood for it. Oh, did he? Oh, fair play to him. Yeah, just for that performance. They said Kick-Ass was shit. <laughs> Ironically, we're here for Qu- Quicksilver. Oh, wait, wasn't Evan Peters in Kick-Ass? Oh, we could give it to Evan Peters. <laughs> oh, actually, he was, yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> give it to him instead. Ah, you're pretty good at Kick-Ass as well, kid. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is James Bond news, Sean. And normally you don't like that. But we do have confirmation of a piece of news that we thought was in the works, but has now been confirmed. That is, Lashana Lynch has been confirmed as the new 007 in No Time to Die. Yes, I did hear this. And this is mm. this is very interesting. This is the most interested I've been in James Bond news in a very long time. Yeah. Um, so it says that while the idea would be that in No Time to Die, James Bond is on one of his many retirements... He's like, then I'm on my last job, and they did it last time, and he's like, I'm leaving. And then yeah. they drag him back in for one more. But while he's gone, they need someone to take up the role as 007. And so Lashana Lynch ha- is going by that code name in the movie. So she's technically not James Bond, or won't be referred... He's still James Bond, but she's 007, which is just a title. What do you think of this? Uh, I think it's... Like, it's... It... It's what the story needs, I think, is like di- distance double like 007 and James Bond being the same person. And that mm. distances people from James Bond being this uh what's the word for it? Uh this 
stereotype for James Bond? Is that the word for it? That they all have to be, you know, strong, charming, suave white men? I suppose, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I can't think of a better word than stereotype, but, like, the template for James Bond can be broken. Yeah, that's a bit... It can be a different type of spy movie uh, in that way. Now, if this can go badly if he just comes back out of retirement and is like, you'll never be 007. I'm real good. And then, but then I'd say what happens is throughout the movie, he's like, you know what, you're pretty good no 007. You have my respect. Yeah, it's going to be a real passing of the torch, I think. Hopefully yeah. he doesn't go, you have my respect for a woman. And then he has a martini and gets drunk. It's <laughs> like, uh, oh, Daniel, you were so close. Now that is classic Bond. <laughs> That is a classic <laughs> Bond move. <laughs> if it was 70s Bond, that's what would happen. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. You're, you're a good 007 for a broad. <laughs> yeah, or it would be even worse. It would be like they'd shake hands and he'd be like, very well done, 007. And then she'd go to leave the room and he'd smack her on the arse. <laughs> yeah. And then that would be like the really heroic moment in the film. Oh, look, that classic Bond. He's a fucking... You know what? He's... He's a bit of a cheeky chappy. That's what I'll say about him. Yeah, oh, look. He, uh, cheeky is one word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Workplace sexual harassment, another phrase. Just like Bond should be dead several times over from the alcohol alone, <laughs> shouldn't he? <laughs> but I think this is great, the fact that the Shadow Lynch is in that role. I think it's a cool thing to do it because it makes way more sense that while he's retired, why would they retire the 007 take? If... If I don't know how, what the what the world is in the world, but is there nine of them? Like double O? Does it go up to double O nine? Or or is there a double O ten? You know, <laughs> no, that doesn't work. No, you just put another zero at the end. <laughs> yeah, you just you keep adding digits. Fair enough. Yeah, no, double O one million. <laughs> double double O one million <laughs> has a bit of a ring to it. <laughs> I am double O one million. Uh, just here to solve this crime. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just need to sign my name here. Zero, zero, zero. <laughs> and he's like counting. It's like six. Is there five zeros or six zeros in a minute? Uh, what? Two, three. Uh, that, five doesn't look right. No, what do you think? What, uh, does that yeah. look right? No, five doesn't look right. <laughs> or what it was the other way around? And it was like, very well done, Septepel 07. <laughs> <laughs> the zeros get longer. Just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is getting tiresome surely we just should have went up to nine and left it look it should have it should have happened but we have a new 007 and we'll keep replacing yeah. the other million until they're all new and it's a different movie franchise but I think Lashana Lynch I think this is a massive like this is a very cool idea for them to go this way because as I said, it makes sense that if a 007 retires, you don't... It's not like a sports star. You don't retire the jersey. You just get a different 007. You're a spy agency. Yeah, like, surely it's better if it's not the same person for decades. Oh, yeah, it's better to, like, sneak undercover. Yeah, that's better than... <laughs> like, ideally, you would retire them after every mission. He looks like the guy that stopped Blofeld in Sweden. No, <laughs> he looks very no. familiar. Do you see? He's wearing a long jacket. That's a tourist look. <laughs> he's wearing a weird moustache and like glasses combo and a nose, a fake nose. <laughs> he has holes cut in a newspaper. <laughs> Damn it, he's a master of disguise. That's classic 007. <laughs> uh, no, I'm looking forward to seeing this... Uh, Seeing where this goes. I'm still not looking forward to No Time to Die, but that's for personal reasons. Yeah, the amount of news I've covered where, like, or I've gone through where, like, Rami Malek, who's playing the villain, and they're obviously trying to raise, like, drum up interest in this film, and they're like, he's even more sinister than Blofeld. Oh, my God. He's got a dark secret you might want to know about. And, like, the headings that they make me want to click on it, but I'm not clicking on that heading. <laughs> I could not give less of a shit about the dark secret that Rami Malek's character is hiding. Is, is it really dark? Is it really a secret? Will it be revealed in the film? He's probably Blofeld's son. He's almost definitely Blofeld's son. That's or the he only knew thing. Him. He knew him when he was young, something like that. Yeah, like it has to be a certain twist on an old character because that's just what mm. they do. 
Um, okay, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is actually very cool Marvel news, Sean. Actually, I realised a bit of Marvel news at the start here with One Division and this. But Daredevil. The Daredevil rights will go back to Marvel as Spider-Man 3 begins filming. Is the news I have here. Interesting how those things link up, isn't it? Now, Spider-Man 3 is um, a movie we've been talking about for a while, and it was heavily rumoured, well, not heavily rumoured, but it was rumoured at one stage that Daredevil might be appearing in it, um, and it, he could show up in some sort of way, either representing Peter Parker, because now everyone knows Peter Parker's identity, or like as lawyer, Matt Murdock, or maybe even Daredevil could show up, and it would be a crossover between the Netflix and the movie series, but... Then they kind of very quickly waved that away. But now somebody has dug out the idea and the fact that Daredevil's rights will actually go back to Marvel. As Spider-Man 3 doesn't just come out, but begins filming. So, this is interesting. It is. Now, I don't know how much of... Like, surely they have a script and everything already. I'm assuming if the rights went back to them, they would know that well in advance of writing that script. Uh, like they well, wouldn't take the a Daredevil chance. Rights, the Daredevil rights revert back to Marvel at the end of this month. Okay, but like they would know that that like oh hey, yeah yeah yeah. Um, why not? It's weird. It'd be weirder not to have Daredevil show up because he's the other New York hero that we have in like in the MCU. Is the Netflix stuff still canon? Um, I t- I suppose it is. I I don't know if they've ever said it's not. So, and that might be wrong, but I, I've never read anything that said it was not canon, so I just assume it all happened. But then that, then you have to ask the question, why did, um, didn't Iron Fist put your wall underneath New York and a whole building collapsed? Or like half a, half, a, half a block collapsed, Spider-Man didn't notice that. It, I always felt like they were, they tried to keep them separate, but they were in the same universe, technically. Yeah, um, I just did a sneaky Google there while we were talking. Um, apparently, they're no longer canon. They're all erased out of continuity. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. So you can technically get rid of um, the guy who played Matt Murdock. Oh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox. Uh, why would you get rid of the best one? Because I think he's he's shit. He, he doesn't look anything like Daredevil. What? No, actually. Bring back Foggy. I'll oh, say. Bring back Foggy. <laughs> No, I think Charlie Cox is an amazing Daredevil, and I think they they could go for like hundreds of casting. Uh, pe- they could go through like hundred casting. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rooms and like get groups of people in constantly on the loop. You're not going to find anyone better than him. He's literally sitting there at home, just looking like Daredevil. Yeah, and he's just waiting for the call. Presumably, he already got it. And yeah. and we know he can play like he is so good at playing a blind a blind character, and that is like so weird to say. But he never his eyes are never focused. It's always like amazing just to watch him. Yeah, and he just has the mannerisms like of Matt Murdock in Daredevil when he's Daredevil and when he's just being a lawyer. Like he mm. has it all down, and the fans like him for that. <clears throat> so you're going in with that good faith already. Mm. And would you would you like to see Daredevil in the Spider-Man universe? I really would. Daredevil and Spider-Man team up the whole time. And and they like each other. They do, cuz like and they're like Daredevil is quite, you know, grim and serious and justice. Uh mm. but Spider-Man is like, you know, jokey and laughy and fair enough responsibility, but also let's have a laugh about it. So there's a good dynamic yeah. there. Daredevil's the straight man to Spider-Man. And do you think it would work well if they brought him in, even if he represented Peter Parker in court or something? I really do think it would. And I think, like, oh, you don't even need an introduction at this point. You just have Peter sitting in, like, questioning. Or sitting at home in his apartment. You get a knock and at the ben door. And Ben Affleck turns up. Ben Affleck turns up. <laughs> Evanescence blares over the speakers. John Favreau's in behind them, playing Evanescence on a boombox. He's got a bucket of fish, just ready to go. <laughs> I'd watch that. You know what? I think that sounds good. <laughs> the, um, but like, you just need to come in and say, Peter Parker, I'm looking to defend you. Because 
why wouldn't Daredevil want, you know, the one good person in New York to be free? <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think that makes perfect sense. And that would be a weird way. I know uh, Charlie Cox has come out in the past and been like, I don't know if they're going to do anything with this. Uh, this was at the start when the first rumours came out. And he was like, I don't feel like they're going to go that way. But this would be a way to bring Daredevil <clears throat> into Disney+. Plus if they wanted to do another season of just him. Because I don't see them ever doing a Luke Cage or an Iron Fist, but they could do a Daredevil on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they could do a Jessica Jones as well. I would watch yeah. more Jessica Jones. Um, like, I, do, I think they would be mad to not at least consider that. Because, the, like, Daredevil was the one that was held up as like, oh, this is the good Marvel TV show that came out. Hmm. And so, like, I'm not saying put the old ones up, but do something with Daredevil. Uh, I think just uh, this DC have kind of had the same thing where I know Stephen Amell and Arrow was very much fell off a cliff at one stage. But Stephen Amell as Arrow, I think, is really good. And I think Grant Gustin as The Flash is also really good, regardless of the quality of those shows uh, or the writing in those shows. I think... As actors, I think they're well cast in those in those roles. But then you're in the movie form, and I feel like studios are the thing where like they look down on that. It's like, well, we're not going to hire a TV actor. We need to get a movie actor. When in fact, they're probably the best people for the role, regardless of if it's movie or TV. And I think that could be so similar with Charlie Cox in here. Yeah, because they like it's not all about um, oh, you need to be familiar with working on movies. No. Like, they know those characters inside and out. They've And it's ex- way harder to do 25 episodes of TV in six months. Oh, yeah, to a decent standard, like. And, mm. like, Stephen Amell in particular, he was working out just as hard as Hemsworth and Chris Evans and everyone was. And uh, he was in every single scene, which is something that I think gets overlooked. But, like, if he's in that TV show, he's in every single scene. Or probably 99% of scenes in every t- in every episode for six months of the 25 episodes. So they finish an episode a week, they move on to the next episode. He's in every single day for whatever hours, 17 hours or 16 hours. Whereas, as, as weird it is, in the Avengers movies or whatever, like, Thor might be in five scenes and then he's not in another scene for another ten. Yeah, because it it depends how their scheduling department would break it down. But given that these are all like A list actors, I would wager it's it's oftentimes easier and more streamlined to schedule the shooting days around that actor's schedule. So you maybe have them, you know, it could be over the course of six months, but they maybe spend two weeks, three weeks on set acting. So yeah, I I would love to see Charlie Cox just get a bigger role because I think everyone, I think people who like the MCU deserve to see him, regardless of if it's just in a small role and he's just playing Matt Murdock and maybe he doesn't even dress up as Daredevil. But I think it would look, I think it would be a cool Easter egg if he was just there and it would yeah. open up a whole new world. What if he was like, what what's the word for it? What's the accuser in court? Oh no! Ah, come uh. on! Oh. <laughs> there's the defendant, and there's the accuser. <laughs> the accuser. He's Ronan the accuser. <laughs> the guy who points and goes, "He did it." Yeah. What, what is that? Plaintiff? Is he the plaintiff? The plaintiff. Yeah, I'll give the pla- yeah plaintiff. Yeah, he's the plaintiff. What if Matt Murdock was like, "Hey, Spider Man, you're a dick." And New York hates you, America hates you, and I hate you. I don't think Matt Murdock would be like that, though. Oh, that's what I want us to think. But then he has a change of heart. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think you're you're writing this completely wrong. (laughs) What if Matt Murdock was just nice, and he just defended him, and he never dressed up as Daredevil? But everyone was like, that's Charlie Cox. What if Charlie Cox actually murdered Tom Holland? (laughs) We've got a different way, I think. <laughs> Kevin Feige's sitting there going, what if we actually killed Tom Holland? Generate oh no, a bit Mr. Of buzz, Feige! You know? <laughs> bit of, a bit of buzz. <laughs> like, how are we going to raise buzz for the new Spider-Man movie? Why don't we kill our lead before we start filming? You've done it again, Greg. <laughs> Somebody get Greg a coffee. No, it's Billy D. Williams. He's back in on the whiteboard. <laughs> He's like, what if I'm Tom Holland? 
keep talking, but, keep talking. But Spider-Man is now called Harvey Dent. Just bear with me, lads. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> um, yeah, so there is now heavy rumours that Charlie Cox, or maybe not Charlie Cox, but Daredevil himself will be appearing in Spider-Man 3, and I'm all for it. Open up the world. Let's keep throwing cool characters in, especially Daredevil, who is a very cool character. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this is a sequel, shot about a movie that came out over over 15 years ago. And I know you love them, so mm, here we go. Okay. What is your favourite 2005 Vince Vaughn and Old Wilson comedy? Is it... Oh, there's so many. Is it Wedding Crashers? It is Wedding Crashers, yes. Uh, Wedding Crashers 2, talks confirmed by Mr. Vince Vaughn. Well, like, I, I, I've gone on record as saying I think this is a bad idea. <laughs> we originally covered this, I think, maybe in March or February. I think we were in the same room together, so that's how I judge it. Um, it must have been like probably very, very start of this year. And I brought this to you and you were like, that's a bad idea. But at the time, it was just like rumoured that they were thinking about it. But now Vince Vaughn has confirmed that not only have there been talks, that the writing is in the early stages and they're looking for a director. Like, uh, look, fair play to you. Go ahead with it. I... Th- like, this This is going to have the Dumb and Dumber 2 effect. It's going to have the Zoolander 2 effect mm. of they're really banking on people cash... like. You know, being like, oh, I love that movie. Let's go see pretty much the exact same movie. But But, worse. But worse. People don't want that. People want to watch Wedding Crashers again for the first time. Mm. Mmm. I don't think you can do a sequel to Wedding Crashers. I think it was a perfectly fine comedy story. That doesn't need more depth. does, Does it not end with them being happy and no longer crashing weddings? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it's very hard to go back from that like what, what do you do do you just divorce them and yeah, have it happen that's again exactly, that's what they'll do they'll divorce them and start from where they started at the first one they're just a square zero uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know how you would do this and make it good and this is a very much a problem a, a lot of the times now um that we've always talked about, like, our original ideas in Hollywood are very much, they're doing everything from the 80s and the 90s. But now we've gotten to the stage where they're like, what was big less than two decades ago? Like, what was big in 2005? Let's just pick that one. Do that again. Yeah, like, we've kind of reached, we've reached a limit where it's soon going to be movies that we really liked and had nostalgia for are going to be remade. Mm. Um, one of those being... I've I've googled movies in 20, 2005. Uh, Sky High. You remember Sky High? Oh yeah, Sky High. What a classic. What a classic. Uh, Batman Begins. They're already remaking that. They've made since that movie came out. They've made one, two, three, four, five. Uh, upcoming, nearly six movies with Batman in it. <laughs> and but they're remaking it. <laughs> remaking it again. Uh, you got V for Vendetta that we talked about last Friday. Yeah, it's true. You got Sin City, that was already remade. Um, mm. Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Oh, well, I mean, how is that not a sequel already? I don't know, I don't know. And then a whole mm. bunch of other things, like King Kong and War of the Worlds and 40-Year-Old Virgin and Wedding Crashers. Mm. And Herbie I... Fully Loaded, sorry. <laughs> With Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. <laughs> what a classic. And The Island um... by Michael Bay. <laughs> I want to see the island too. Where's what's you McGregor up to? Get him back in. He's being Obi Wan, I think. Ah, look, take time off. Nobody wants to see Obi Wan. Everyone wants to see the island too. I really, I've seen the island more times than I care to count, and I really like that movie. No, that's that's actually something you should be embarrassed about. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. What's you know what, uh, movie they should, what? Go ahead. I was going to say, you know what movie they should do a sequel to? Vanilla Sky. Do you remember that with Tom Cruise? I do remember Vanilla Sky. That does need a <laughs> that sequel. Movie, that movie was shit. <laughs> Let's go again. Uh, look, I just give him a chance, okay? I um, I think Wedding Crashers 2 is a terrible idea. Wedding Crashers 1, as a movie, 
is grand for what it is. I think it's actually probably a good movie back then. I don't know. I haven't gone back to watch it in the past five years. Does it still hold up? I don't know. I know Dodgeball, which is a similar movie, does hold up. I quite like Dodgeball. And I think it might just be a bit of nostalgia. But I think that's a very much a dumb, fun movie. Yeah, I um, think Dodgeball would... Like, it. it's still... Like, there's no need for another Dodgeball. Because that movie is still rewatchable. Yeah, whereas Wedding Crashers, I think... You've told the story, and unless you're retelling the same story where they break up from their wives and then start wedding crashing again, and then they have to learn the lesson of love again, because aren't maybe? they aren't they like they're, they're divorce lawyers or something like that? Mm. And that's why they and go I'd, and crash and, and they go to yeah they go to all the weddings to get with women, and then accidentally old Wilson falls in love with. Uh, who, oh, he falls in love with Rachel McAdams and um, what's her name? Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher is the one who falls in love with Vince Vaughn, yeah. and then the four of them all live happily ever after at the end, and it's all lovely and dove- and everyone's real delighted. And he's like, "I'll never crash another wedding again because I found the love of my life." But now. We're having another one where he's at the start going, I fucking hate marriage. I want to start crashing weddings. Yeah, like that's his main hobby. <laughs> Doesn't Will Ferrell, he he crashes funerals in that movie. He does, he does. <laughs> that's actually a good movie, but it does not need a sequel. No, we already have a good wedding crashing movie. <laughs> it's the movie you already did, lads. Also, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. I mean, the biggest stars of 2020, really. I mean, oh. in 2005, those guys were untouchable. Nowadays, I would say, I wouldn't say they're box office attractions. Well, look, look at what a big success the internship was. Oh, don't remind me of that. That was actually on TV like two weeks ago. And I turned it on and I watched five minutes and I was like, oh, the joke is they're old. Okay. Nah, <laughs> right, they, don't, they don't get phones and shit. Cool. They, they don't get. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is another movie that I think you won't like, Sean, but I'm bringing it up anyway. You really stacked is... the front half of this show, by the way, with nice news. I did. <laughs> I tried to ambush you. Because <laughs> I, I knew you'd be coming from work tired. And I went, right, what I'll do is I'll ambush him with nice stuff. Then really attack him near the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just make him feel shit. <laughs> so, we know that they're doing a movie about everyone's favourite character, Cruella de Vil. And not only are they doing a movie, they're doing an origin film for yeah. Cruella de Vil, Sean. And we think that's a great idea. I know what you're thinking. I'm just, you keep talking, I'm going to get a glass of water. You just finish up this story. <laughs> <laughs> Cruella de Vil star Mark Strong has shared crucial, crucial insight into Disney's 101 Dalmatians reboot. And he thinks, Mark Strong, I love Mark Strong. He's a lovely man, great actor. But I feel like he's gone down the wrong path here because he says what the film does, which is brilliant. It's brilliant, Sean. It's brilliant. Mark is, Strong says so. It's to try to throw a light on where the Cruella that we think we know has come from. It's a development story. As you see Cruella grow into the Cruella de Vil that we know and love to hate. That doesn't justify wanting to kill 100 <laughs> and sometimes 101 dogs. Which is too many dogs to want to kill. In a world. In the... Fuck. Okay. So. (laughs) In 2020. Do you think, regardless of reasons, a woman who delights in skinning animals for their... For their furs would be in any way celebrated? In any form of media? But what if they shot it like Joker? (laughs) <laughs> Wife <What> if <laughs> I mean <laughs> Imagine her dancing out some stairs Just shooting dogs I'd, I think that would be a plot twist Nobody would see coming Like yeah Cruella wields a gun In those movies Doesn't she <laughs> Yeah, I think when we first heard about this, this was one of those where we were like, this might be the least needed reboot of a movie. Who looks at 101 Dalmatians and goes, do you know who needs a prequel? That one there who wants to kill all those dogs. Like, like oh, I'm, I, I'm, 
I don't care what her reasons are for wanting to skin dogs alive. <laughs> don't talk to me, Coella. I'm not listening. And the thing, like, she's a villain. She's bad. Like, fair it's- enough, Maleficent was all right as a movie. Mm. Yeah. But don't, you can't just... Don't make the Ursula movie next. Now, Emma Stone is playing Cruella de Vil. And Emma Stone's a great actress. Mm. And so the movie is set in London in the 1970s. It's already kind of starting to sound like the Joker in London. <laughs> but okay. Where we will see Cruella in the early days of her career as a young fashion designer who becomes obsessed with dog skins. <laughs> Why? Is that sympathetic? <laughs> no, it's only she only wants to do it to like the bad dogs, like mean ones. G- G- Connor, they're puppies. No, no, but yeah, you show a puppy dog like and it's like barking at like a, a baby or something. They're like, "Jez, I wish someone would skin that puppy." <laughs> no, no one thinks that. <laughs> Nobody. Did. Who in what studio thought this is a good idea? Like. I, I get she's a recognisable character, but she's recognisable as an awful person. Oh my god, I've just finished this, this, this synopsis for the movie. So, right, wait, wait, you tell me, where in this movie, this does not sound like Joker. I think this is Joker. I don't want to say it, but here we go. Um, she, as we see, Cruella de Villa in her early days of her career as a young fashion designer who becomes obsessed with dog skins. Dot, dot, dot. Especially Dalmatians. Her oh. obsession leads her obsession leads Cruella down increasingly darker paths until she eventually becomes the villain of legend that audiences know in one hundred and one Dalmatians. Okay, here's the thing. In the original story, mm. they give an origin for Cruella Deville. And what's her origin, Sean? So she's a pampered and glamorous heiress. Uh, mm. Who knows the owners of the Dalmatian puppies from school? Okay, um, mm. she was a menacing student with black and white plaits and was expelled for drinking ink. <laughs> okay, seems a bit weird to get expelled for. But okay, I'll show she, you. What if we drink all this ink? <laughs> <laughs> she is. She appears to be on friendly terms with Mrs. Dearly, who's the Dalmatians' mm. owner. Um, yeah. But Cruella steals her puppies, noting that they would make enchanting fur coats. Mm. In but all you like of her... to see, wouldn't Sorry. you like to see how she gets from the pint of drinking ink to want to skin dogs? Wouldn't you like to see that downfall? I don't. I'm not. No, I don't want to see someone want to skin dogs, Connor. I, want I can't this get this across. I want this movie to open with her walking out of school with ink all over her mouth, and you just never ask any questions. Why does she look like that? Nobody needs to know. You, either you know or you don't. It's... I, 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 look, and all the... All, by the way, all the shit that Peter protest, this this movie is not getting off scot-free, is it? <laughs> Maybe they're going to do something that we can... But I cannot wrap my head around this movie. I just cannot even fathom how they're going to make this, like, watchable. Or, like, who's the protagonist of this film? I'd, are, and are they all going to be weird uh, Call of the Wild dogs? Yeah, no, they will. And I I want the dogs... Like, surely the dogs are the heroes, but the dogs don't exist in this film yet, like the Dalmatians. Yeah, like... what what's What's interesting about this? You're just watching a woman who wants to skin dogs. No, well, you're watching a woman learn that she wants to kill dogs. <laughs> In many ways, that's worse. <laughs> you're watching her develop the the psyche to be like, you know what? This is the right way to go about this. I just this. I do not see this film doing well. <laughs> I I can't wait. <laughs> yes. Of course, you can't so, wait. You love skinning yeah. dogs. <laughs> Every, that's part of my Twitter bio. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, sadly, we are ending this week with actually a bit of a serious topic. I know it's all for the games, shitting on Cruella de Vil and what a terrible idea. But now we actually have a story that I think we had to talk about because it was the biggest news story of the week. 
but we are not probably qualified to talk about anything smart. So I felt I'd throw it to you because I trust you more than me. All right. Sean, we have the news that Mr. Jonathan Depp has been forced out of the Fantastic Beasts franchise and has been forced to resign due to his ongoing legal battle and losing a legal battle when last week he was uh, suing Amber Heard, his former wife, uh, and so he has been forced to leave the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Disney have asked him to do that. Yeah, so I just want to clarify there. He wasn't actually suing Amber Heard here. He was suing the Sun newspaper. Oh, suing the Sun. He was suing the Sun, sorry, yeah. Yeah, for uh, things that they had printed about him. They called him a wife yeah. beater. Um, now, he lost that trial. Uh, um, like, this wasn't fair to have him quit the... Like, basically, they asked him nicely to leave. And he had to say mm. yes, is what it seems like. I also said Disney is actually Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah. Now, this is a bad move on Warner Brothers' part. I don't mm. think those Fantastic Beasts movies... I don't think those are his best work. No. But he shouldn't have to give him up just because he lost this battle. Where he like it does appear that he he was uh victimized in that relationship as well. I I yeah, I think Johnny Depp has gotten a lot of shit on this show over yeah. the last like we we have very much taken pleasure in just calling him a bit of an idiot for a long time. Um, and not a nice man, but a lot of evidence has come out in the last few months that has made me think, okay, well, maybe it was a two-horse race rather than just him, and now even more so, it's been coming out that, like, he's he has all this evidence, and all of her evidence was like, none of that is true, but what I'm saying is true. I think, from a lot of stories, I'm sure there's probably... There's truth in both stories in some part, but it does definitely seem like he was also victimized just as much as she was. And the fact that he has been forced out of his franchise, whereas she is still in Aquaman, is a very weird thing because they're both Warner Brothers. Yeah, and so he has always denied uh, violence towards her. Yeah. Um, And he has provided evidence of violence towards him. If those and has she provided any evidence towards him? I look. I I'll be honest. I'm not the most mm. read up on this story because yeah. simply because these kind of stories make me unhappy and I don't like the, reading the, them. I I agree, and we wouldn't be covering this other than the fact that he has left a movie franchise. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it look look. This isn't the kind of thing we usually cover. We're not this kind of show, mm. but. I, it, it is very it, look to to circle this back around it's quite two-faced of Warner Brothers um, that regardless of even allegations um, of Amber Heard against Johnny Depp have not resulted in anything um, affecting her career whereas he's mm. being asked to step down from you know one of the most successful film franchises uh, overall the Harry Potter universe and do you think... I know those movies themselves, like, they are not fantastic. Fantastic Beasts... <laughs> ironically. But Fantastic yeah. Beasts num- number two is not a good movie. I did no. not like that movie in any way. And Fantastic Beasts 1 is okay. But, like, I think they're now going to have to have a scenario where they replace him with maybe Colin Farrell, who was in the first one? Maybe... Do you think this is ju- this is James Gunn level where this will happen for a few months and then they might bring him back in? I don't know on this one. This one seems more set in stone. Mm. Because I... he released a statement, by the way. Just how we know this is he released his own statement um, saying, in light of recent events, I would like to make the following short statement. Firstly, I'd like to thank everybody who has gifted me with their support and loyalty. I've been humbled and moved by many, many messages of love and concern. Uh, secondly, I wish to let you know that I, I have been asked to resign by Warner Brothers from my role as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts, and I have respected and agreed to that request. Um, and he's now said that he will take the, the court judgment to an appeal. So it's not over in regards to the legal battle, but it does look to be over in regards to his Warner Brothers 
um, his role in the Fantastic Beasts franchise, which I just think is it's just a weird scenario. Like it's just so messy. It is, and like from from everything I've seen of this, I am not sure um, who to believe. But mm. if if the allegations against either of them are even partly true, both should face, uh, you know, measures as a result of that. Surely he would also, you know, he would be punished if he was on Aquaman, say. Yeah, I, t- I think so. I, th- I think, and I think this puts us in a weird position because I know me and you, we have long, like when this first came out, we were very much like, as everybody else, you were kind of like, oh, Johnny Depp, like, that's not a good, <laughs> like, not a good man. That, that's not nice stuff to be doing. And so you immediately, like, we, we took the role, like, Johnny Depp, not a nice man. And so or over recently, when this happens, it's weird to, like, change a mentality of, like, oh, well, maybe this happened, maybe. At the minute, we, none of us know anything. Like, the two, the only people that really know are the two of them. And other than that, we, none of us have all the information. But from everything we have, I just think, in terms of a movie, in terms of the movie universe... I just think it looks very bad on Warner Brothers to do that just to him. And the longer it goes without releasing her from the same role, is I think it's going to reflect very poorly on them as a company. Which, I mean, I mean they're a mass conglomerate. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck cares? But I think it does reflect very poorly on them. Yeah, and I think there'll have to be a response at some point, won't there? Like a statement that they gave. There would have to be. There would have to be a statement to logically why. Just even uh, this. These are our reasons why we did took this action and not this action. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, hopefully we don't have to do these stories too often. I don't think we're built for them as people. No, no. I'm. I'm definitely not smart enough to think of logic. <laughs> and that is clearly <laughs> evidenced by all of our shows. <laughs> and obviously Warner Brothers have now delayed Fantastic Beasts 3 for another two years so yeah. as a knock on effect weirdly in a weird way this also affects Ezra Miller trying to play the Flash in the Flash film because he was only allowed to play that until he finished with Fantastic Beasts but now that movie won't be finished until like 2023 and uh, as well as there's a pandemic going on as you know <laughs> the, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's a so whole host delays. of things yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so sadly, Sean, that is actually the end of Movie Mondays this week. Well, what a show. What a week. Mm. Another week mm. down in the basket. <laughs> in the basket? In the basket. I've got a big basket of weeks and it's just getting more and more oh. full. Jesus, fair play to you. <laughs> Thanks very much. Will I take us out, Connor? Please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you, as always, goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Uh, big thanks to Waffles Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, Ryan Evanson, Sean Jamieson, Dominic, and Josiah Green. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. It really, it really uh, helps the show. It means a lot. And uh, we're looking to do more stuff on the Patreon all the time. Things are just a bit mental right now. Uh, and we have some plans for Christmas as well. Oh, we do. Are we announcing this? Are we announcing? Uh, no, not yet. No, just, not yet. just hints, just hints. teasers. Little Christmassy tease for you. Um, but yeah, if you want to support us over there, patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast or a link in the description to that. Uh, we're also on all the social medias, uh, Twitter at heroes for hire pod, the four is the number four, Facebook heroes for hire podcast, Instagram heroes for hire podcast, or you can email any questions or queries to heroes for hire underscore at outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor. I think so too. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Main. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.